Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. Another great show in store for you here today. First of all, I want to start this episode by thanking everybody who's listened to the relaunch of this podcast. Uh, Over 600 people on the first one we did in the last week's episode with all the great interviews and stuff. Over 700 people at least click play on the damn thing. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, hopefully you listen to the interviews at least. I didn't have too much to say last week. It was uh, it was very interview heavy, made my job pretty easy other than the editing. But uh, I really can't thank everybody for, for listening, uh, making me want to continue to do this. Um, we have some things possibly in the works, maybe some partnerships here with this podcast that we can get hyped about. Uh, That's really all I can say at this moment, but this already may be expanding into greater horizons, so stay tuned. We'll see if things come together. Um, But yeah, I can't thank everybody for the support. Um, You know, I wasn't sure when I decided to do this again, if it was going to be worth doing, if people were going to care, and uh, people have cared, so uh, we're going to continue to do it. And like I said, I can't thank you guys enough. So, Enough of the small talk. I want to get into the meat and potatoes of this. Um, of course, this weekend we were in Daytona, and I say we because I do have a special guest live in studio with me. We're going to bring him in in a moment to talk about the uh, the day at Daytona. So we'll talk all about the Daytona experience with our new Smyrna champions. We'll talk about the race. Um, Auburndale and Citrus both raced on Saturday. They didn't give a crap that Daytona was racing. They had their own races, so we'll talk about that at the end of the show. And we do have a special uh, interview Um, that we'll do at the end of the show with our buddy Judson O'Neill from JRN, Judson's Racing Network. Judson was at Daytona, and judging from his Facebook, he had a phenomenal weekend. So we're going to talk to him. Uh, He's one of the great youngsters in racing. He's the next generation in in racing media. He's going to make it big, and um, I'm super excited for what he has in store for us and what he's going to do for for racing as a whole. So we'll talk to Judson. We'll get his take on the Daytona weekend. I'll give you my take, and we're going to welcome our guest here for this week in studio with us, the Pit Penguin, Stephen Collins, on the show. Stephen, welcome to the Racing with Ryan podcast. Thank you so much. Super excited to be on here and really just introduce myself to everybody. I am at New Smyrna. If they're racing, I am there. I can't get enough of it. And this weekend was an amazing experience from the time that we got there all the way through the end of the night it was non-stop absolute amazing great racing great experiences and ryan can explain some more um and elaborate and it i i couldn't actually ask for anything to have gone better for that day it, it really did it, it was a great day and it, it started from the get-go so we originally had planned to get together friday night to watch the xfinity race we we, we watch a lot of racing together here at the house just hanging out eating some food drinking some beer that got rained out, and re- remember I had said, well, maybe we can get in with our tickets and we can see both races, but Daytona was like, no, no, if you don't have a ticket for the Xfinity race, you can't get in until 3. So we decided to go down early to get parked to figure out where we were supposed to be because we wanted to be on time. Um, the, everyone at New Smyrna was supposed to meet at 4, and we wanted to make sure we, we had enough time to park, we were there, we knew where we were going, get the experience and blah, blah, blah. So we got down there pretty early, we got parked, and we decided to go grab something to eat because we didn't know uh, we didn't know if there was going to be food, drinks. We didn't know what. So we wanted to eat somewhere where it wasn't going to cost us an arm and a leg 
and we ended up at Rock and Brews, which ended up being rock only, bottom. Ro- I, I, I keep getting it up, confused I as well. I knew I was going to do that because earlier, earlier to to what did, what did I call it earlier? I called it something else, rock bottom or, or something wrong. Well, and, and Margo's like, "What? You went to a place with a bunch of booties out?" No, that <laughs> that wasn't the case. But no, we went to what was it called? Rock bottom. Okay, restaurant and brewery. And it ended up being a great decision. Uh, we went there, got some food, had a had a quick drink, and we watched the end. Of, we watched what the last twenty laps of the Xfinity. Yeah, race there. it was roughly about yes, absolutely. And so not only did we just watch the race, but uh, if you've ever been, think of like an NFL Sunday, and I'm I'm talking to the people listening. Uh, if you've ever been to a bar or restaurant during an NFL Sunday, when when a team scores a touchdown and the whole place is like ah woo. That's kind of the feeling we got on that last lap of the Xfinity race, isn't it? Uh, I'm biased, but I would say it is so much better. The in, the energy that actually arose from the entire place, and it was an impressive finish. I'm sure most of you saw it. Three by three by three, very fantastic finish. But the energy that was felt, it, you could feel it. It was palpable. Just everybody absolutely pretty much lost it. I have never felt anything like that. Of course, as Ryan was saying, um, you, you feel that, you know, on game day when it's football season, but rarely, very rarely do you catch it for a race. And that was the start of many of the yes. amazing things we got. It, it was the beginning of an incredible wave. And it felt like riding a wave when we were in the restaurant. Cause you know, me, me and Steven were, were there watching the race and there was, there was one accident that happened and a couple people were like, Ooh, ooh crash, crash. But I, I really didn't get the vibe that people were following the race I, because I'm not used to that when you go out because normally people don't care about the race. Of course, when you're right across the street from Daytona during a Daytona race, you're going to get more people that care. But the 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 ride on that final lap as they got three by three going into turn number three, you felt the energy, the buzz pick up in the bar and the restaurant and, and people were buzzing and, and we're watching. We're like, oh, whoa, 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 oh, my goodness. And everybody just lost it at the finish. So not only was it a great finish, but a great experience, even though we were across the street, uh, across the street from the track, even though we weren't there, we still got that crazy experience, that crazy buzz because we were in a place full of race fans. And that just really set the mood for the day. It really did. I, As I was saying, the entire day, I couldn't have asked for better and. You know, I'll, I'll stand by that any day of the week. But something like that just absolutely blew me away. Had never experienced anything like it. And as you said, we grabbed some drinks. I mean, I highly suggest checking the place out at least. They have some fantastic uh, craft brews and some excellent food. I think one of, one of the better burgers I've ever had, too. Yeah, we were not only satisfied with the finish of that race in the start of our day, but the food was good. I will definitely give them some props. Uh, if you're ever in the Daytona area, we recommend getting there early and getting something to eat there. And um, they're not paying to be a sponsor, but we, we just uh, we had a great time there. Gr- good service, uh, great atmosphere, great place to go. Uh, literally within walking distance of the racetrack. So check them out next time you're there. Um, but yeah, that just set the tone for the day. Uh, we, from there, we, we finished up eating. We walked across the street. We checked out some of the stuff outside the venue. We had to be, uh, ready to go with the track at four. So we didn't want to venture too far and we had fan zone tickets, but in my experience, you've always had to walk around and go under turn four to get into the fan zone. We didn't know if we'd have enough time to get all the way in there and get all the way back. We didn't want to be late, uh, because I, I, I got a preference, uh, 
thank you to New Smyrna Speedway for letting us be a part of the champion celebration. Obviously, neither one of us are champions, uh, but they did uh, let us be there to celebrate with our champions and be part of the event with the track. And we really, really do appreciate the opportunity because um, it really was was a great experience. But uh, so we didn't want to be we didn't want to be late. So we kind of hung outside and then we went to where we were supposed to be. And we realized, oh, we could have literally walked across the track into the fan zone. So we actually did that real quick before we met up. We had, what, 20 minutes or so? Uh, let's just say we ran our own hot laps in the fan zone. Oh, yeah. And it was hot. So it wore us out. Uh, we did walk across the track through the muddy infield. We walked through the fan zone. Steven had never been to the fan zone. So it was like, here's the garage areas. Oh, look, there's a couple cars. Here's the fan deck. Okay, we got to go back. And we were thinking... You know, after the champion celebration, after they get interviewed, we'll go back and check out the fan zone. Well, we planned to do that, but we got stuck, and we'll talk about that. We made a happy mistake, and we'll talk about that here in a moment. But um, let's talk about the champion celebration for a little bit, Stephen, because that's at the end of the day, that's what the, we were there for. It was great to see our champions. We yes. had everybody there except our sportsman champion, and I'm not going to fault him for not coming. He went racing at Auburndale. Adam Briggs, uh, I think he finished second, too, so he had a good day. But all of our champions, beside Adam, were there. Uh, they all got honored on stage. Uh, we got to uh, hear from MRN Radio. We, we got to go up in a suite, get some refreshments, get some things. Um, but wasn't it great to see all those guys get, get more than just me talking about them, but to be on the stage in front of all those people at Daytona in the infield of one of the most famous racetracks in the world? It was absolutely phenomenal i mean of course you know you have driver interviews at new smyrna or whatever local track that you're at you have your driver interviews and you have that crowd of people but when it comes down to some place like daytona international speedway something that carries so much heft and there are multitudes more fans and presence and they absolutely just are eager to hear about these short track champions and their eyes are glued on the stage and watching champions from New Smyrna get the attention from such a large crowd for their accomplishments. It, I mean, honestly, it gives me chills because yeah. that's... Well, it did, it did to me too because, yeah, we, we have our banquet at the end of the year, but that's all our people. We're all together. It's the same people that are there every week. And this was new exposure for these guys. And, um, I, you know, part of the whole reason I was there was to do some social media stuff. Unfortunately, I didn't have service. I, I tried to go live. I wanted to live. I wanted to live stream to our Facebook page, them walking across the stage. Had to video it and put it up. I literally had to put it up on the way home because we did not get service there. There's just so many people. There, it, the, the, the place was open, you know. And there were so many people who couldn't get live. I really hated that that we couldn't enjoy that live together because I know how I, I know how much people appreciate the live stuff that we do, the interaction. So I apologize for that. We did want to live stream it. Um, Adam and Rusty were even there trying to do a podcast. Yep. And they couldn't they couldn't get service even with Adam's great equipment. They couldn't do their show. So all the the live stuff. I know the the page seemed kind of dead last week. Uh, we had some great things planned and it didn't pan out, but that's part of that's part of it. But seeing those guys walk across the stage and get honored, even if it was just like I think it lasted a minute and a half. It we, was we waited around. It was about a minute and fifty three seconds to yeah. be exact, but it was 
absolutely glorious yeah. all 83 and, seconds. And we waited through that, whatever that concert was in the sun, and I'm thinking, man, how many songs does this guy have? I just want to get our champions up there. Um, but it, even though it was just a few moments on the stage to get the glory, and the fact that we were able to go down to the ball field, uh, you recorded it. Tom's yes. got it up on Speedway Video. We put ours. We we put another feed up on uh, the the racetrack social media page. So there is an indelible mark of our champions at the Daytona Speedway, uh, walking across that stage, being honored before arguably maybe the second biggest, third biggest race of the year. Of course, the Daytona 500. There's no touch in that. But this race, being the championship cutoff, uh, so much hype. So, so much excitement. Um, it's the middle of the summer, last race before the playoffs. Our guys are out there. And when we went down to the ball field, we had that that couple in front of us that was, mm -hmm. you know, we were talking about trying to get a good good view. And they're like, oh, what are you guys doing here? And, and we told them, yeah, we're with New Smyrna Speedway. We're, we're getting some footage because our champions are about to walk across the stage. And they, they were cheering and getting into it. And before we left, they're like, hey, we try to give you all some excitement. And that's the kind of thing we we made a connection with some fans that probably didn't even know that we're even there 15 minutes down the street. Yep. So, you know, I, I know for, for our guys that were there, it was a lot of waiting around. It, it was hot, but it's Florida in the summertime. Let's be real. Um, but I, I hope that they not only enjoyed the race, which was fantastic. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but uh, I hope that they enjoyed the honor because I know a few of them there, you know, Kelly Jarrett, Timmy Walters, uh, Todd Latour, uh, it, among others. I'm not just singling people out, but a lot of those guys, they're not about the spotlight. But just seeing them up there, getting their, their name called over the PA at Daytona, I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and, and it was awesome to see. Not to mention, they brought it to the attention of all of us that even when we were waiting for our guided tour and to be collected for the ceremony that they were putting it up on the jumbotron yeah of all the florida short track champions and just to it blows my mind that hey short track racing is gaining a large presence well there's there's been a disconnect for so long between nascar and short track so it's good to see them doing something and good to see our track getting our, our guys a little bit more recognition. I, I try like heck during the week to, to promote these guys. There's only so much I can do on, on, you know, the small scale that I have, the, the small carbon footprint that I can leave on social media. I always wish I could do more. But having that exposure, it was great. And, and I really hope our guys appreciated it. And, and everybody stuck around for the race. So that tells me that everybody was enjoying the day. You know, because if some of them were like, oh, it's too hot, I don't really care, they would have went home. Nobody went home. It's a shame we all didn't get to sit together for the race. I thought we'd all be sitting together. We were all kind of clustered around the same section or two. Uh, but I looked around. Everybody stayed. And nobody left mm -hmm. that race early. I no. mean, we'll, we'll shift gears here. And, again, congratulations to our champions. I had a great day kind of hanging out with those guys and, um, you know, kind of kind of being that face that they could look for to know that they were in the right place. Um, just with everybody running around and it being such a big venue. Um, it, it was great to see everybody. I talked to, to many of you guys. I wish wish we could have talked more, but it was just kind of, it was a whirlwind of a day, you know? You, oh, yeah. You're like, are we in the right place? We are. Okay, now we're going here. Now we're going there. Now we're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. Here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the big moment. And then after that, it's like, now what? Oh, we just enjoy the race. 
So to transition from that, um, after our guys walked across the stage, I asked Steven, I'm like, well, next is driver intros. Do you want to stand down here? It was muddy in the infield. It was kind of nasty down I there. I still have the mud on my shoes. He does. He does. I'm looking <laughs> at it. Taking a little bit of Daytona with me. Um, yeah, you brought a souvenir home for sure. We <laughs> all did. Um, and I said, you know, maybe maybe we'd be smart to go to the fan zone, maybe get a drink and, and get ready for the race because the race was about an hour away. Because um, I'm not I'm not a huge fanboy, and, and neither is Steven. Um, I'm like, yeah, we could stand here. We could see the drivers. We could wave at them, whatever. We stand here for another 45 minutes or we go to the fan zone, get a drink, walk through there, you know, take advantage of that since we kind of missed out on it earlier in the day. And um, so we made a it was a happy accident, really. Oh, absolutely. Uh, We were making our way to the fan zone. And then I ran into Judson, who we're going to talk to uh, at the end of the show. Um, uh, If you don't know Judson, check out Judson's Racing Network on YouTube. Um, We'll talk to him later. We'll get all of it. He'll let you know where exactly you can find him. He's on Facebook now, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, so I ran into him, and I'm, I'm chatting with him because he had a huge weekend. And then all of a sudden, they're telling us to get out of the way. And we're getting whistles blown at us. And I look ahead. The gate to the fan zone is closed. Yep. And here come the cars to the starting grid. So we're stuck in the middle. We can't go back. We can't go forward into the fan zone. We can't go back to the infield. We and- are trapped we are trapped where we're not really not way. supposed to be <laughs> and here come the cars getting uh to, to grid on the starting lineup and we watched all 40 cars roll by us with their crews steven took video i took pictures of just about everybody it was actually a great accident oh absolutely being able to see the crews bring out the cars and i have probably about 50 videos for from that day but just seeing it up close and seeing just it was kind of surreal because we see them on tv yeah and we see them going around the track but it doesn't really sink in that oh yes this is that car and until we were what about four or five feet away from it oh they they could have rolled over our feet if we were if we weren't careful we were that we could have reached out and grabbed the cars yeah because we were kind of stuck we're stuck in in the the lane where they're rolling the cars from the garage area to the pits we really shouldn't have been there but we were stuck and we couldn't go forward we couldn't go back so what else do you do? you kind of get up near the fence you stay out of the way and you make a moment of it i wasn't memories. about to i wasn't about to ask hey how do i get out of here because i was <laughs> i was yeah, over we, the moon we were, we were in race car heaven for a moment because <laughs> you know seeing these these cup cars the top level of north american stock car racing i mean literally in front of you the crews are walking by david Starr was literally shoulder to shoulder with you yep. for a few moments joey gase walked by us um ryan priest walked oh, by at the yes. end and, and he's he just got no one driver intros he walks back by and he's like i gotta pee i gotta pee <laughs> i hope he found a bathroom because that was a long race I, i'd imagine he did um <laughs> either that or went in the fire suit he he'd, um you definitely had some weight reduction to finish the way you did. <laughs> See, that's a smart strategy. You go before the race and you weigh less, you go faster. Absolutely. But it, it was really cool uh, being able to get those those photos and, and kind of, hey, if we're going to be stuck somewhere, it was good to be stuck there. And lo and behold, we were able to get back across the infield. And then after they wheeled the cars, 
we got to see the second half of driver intros where they get in the trucks and, and drive past the, the trioval and start finish line. And we got great. Steven got video again. And Absolutely. I got great photos of the guys coming for driver intros on the trucks. I think I think we got the second half of the or the, the first half of the field from about 20th to first. I, I got most of them on video, but it was really cool being, you know, what was that, about eight feet away from them? Yeah. I mean, you, you could see what the I mean, yeah, you see them on TV, but we saw with our own eyes these these stars of of, of racing. And know? it's it's thrilling, but it's also like humanizing seeing them that close it's going wow so that's what it's like that's who he is his mannerisms yep and just overall it's like ryan said i'm not exactly a fanboy about all this kind of stuff as he said david star was to the right of me and he mentioned it and i, I said okay that's actually really cool but i'm i'm not about to you know people are people i try to respect that they yeah. don't always want to be um fawned over but just being able to see them up close was absolutely great, especially because we couldn't have an actual meet and greet due to the right due, conditions due to COVID. In. It's the playoffs. The last thing you would want is one of these guys racing their guts out to, to have to miss a race right now. And, and, and you know, our, our guide during the day was like, hey, you know, if you see drivers, try to, you know, leave some distance and say what you want about COVID. Everybody's allowed to have their thoughts. But the last thing you want is to have one of your favorite drivers not be able to race for a championship because, you know, close contact or they get sick or whatever. Um, so we were both mindful of that and and just mindful of, okay, we're kind of where we're not supposed to be, but, you know, let's just uh, let's take advantage of this situation and, and take these pictures. And so really, I guess my point is, before the race even started, our day was just incredible from the fantastic finish of the Xfinity race, enjoying it with those people at, at the brewery, um, getting to the track, spending time with our champions, um, having our track and our champions honored on the stage, seeing Mr. Hart out and about. Absolutely. Uh, he looks so happy waving to everybody on the stage. I think that was my favorite part. I, I love Robert Hart. Um, you know, I've only known him for the last couple of years and, and his health has been declining year by year. But even last year at the Governor's Cup, Robert pulled me pulled me aside, and in very few words, he, he said, I've seen you grow. I've seen you come a long way. And he basically told me, when you first started here, you were shy, you were quiet. I didn't know if you'd make it. And he's like, now I don't have to worry about you. I don't. You're one of the few things I have to worry about right now because I know you're going to show up. And he's like, I've seen you come out of your shell. So when I can see Robert Hart out and about, even though – you know, he needs help right now to get around to see Robert Hart wheeled out on that stage, smiling, waving to the crowd and, and then followed by our great champions who, let's be real, they support the place with, with all the, the issues with 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 what everybody has to say about the place. Those are the guys that support us week in and week out. And it was great to see them up on stage with Mr. Hart in, in, in that moment right there. Plus all the great, you know, experiences afterwards before the race had started. They, they could have sent us home after that. and We would have had a great day. Absolutely. I mean, it was. We've been to Day Daytona before and we didn't have the fan zone experience and it was great. Oh, yeah. Very we hot. That, we went the to the road course race last year. Road yep. course last year. And we had uh, we had it was a great. fantastic time. Where were you? And Harvick became the choose cone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it. 
it pales in comparison to actually being able to be lucky enough to have this experience. It, I, like I said, I'll say it over and over again. I couldn't have asked it to go better. Yeah. And now we'll talk about the race because yeah, we stayed for the race and uh, you know, the race was great last week. If you listened, I briefly talked about the race and there was a new aerodynamic package for the super speedways. And I was a little, you know, I was trepidatious about it because I'm like, I hope it doesn't ruin the racing. <laughs> um, but I, I, if you go back and listen, I said, I don't think there's too much to worry about. It's a desperation race. Last chance to make the playoffs. A lot of you got to win situations. It's going to be a great race. There's going to be some crazy moment. Not only did even though NASCAR changed the package, and, and I think Stephen will agree, they found a happy medium. They slowed the cars down. They kept them safe but they allowed them to still be able to race. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They left enough room to be comfortable enough to actually make some really big moves. And still be in control. Absolutely. And yes, admittedly, who doesn't enjoy a big wreck unless their driver's involved? And even then, it's, you know, it's, it's part of the part of the well, sport. Yeah, let's be real. Who Who goes to Daytona, you know, in the back of their minds even, just thinking yeah yeah we're gonna see a big wreck today that's half the reason i'm here yeah we want to see great racing for the lead which we saw plenty of oh yeah 44 but times 45 times oh you're I did right go back and check it was 45 updated yes the most lead changes at daytona since like 2010 2011 mm-hmm. so i mean if that doesn't tell you i mean the daytona 500 23 lead changes yeah we had 100 less miles the other night 45 mm-hmm. lead changes with the package change no practice. Um, you know, when they first started, the, the first 20 laps for that competition caution, incredible racing. There Absolutely. Was, there was five or six lead changes there. Close quarters racing. Ross Chastain got into the wall, had to pit. And then it kind of calmed down, and that's when I got a little nervous. I was like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know, because they kind of got single file for a little while, yep. but it just it picked up. It, it, it started off really intense, and then it kind of – chilled out but remember daytona we talked about this at the track mm-hmm. they had that big wreck on lap 14 and that killed the race because there was half the field left and nobody was really doing anything and they didn't want to you know end up in the garage right early because it- they already saw what could happen yeah and in this race they took it easy and there was still some good racing stage one finished stage two was you know it's kind of what you want to see in stage two there was lead changes. There was action. Cars getting out of shape. There was that one accordion crash at the back of the field. Four or five guys spun out. No big deal. And everybody's still running. There was like, I think, 38 of the 40 starters still running at the start of stage three. Yeah. Impressive and, in and of itself. Right. Because think of Daytona, 20 guys already out at this point. So you've got basically the whole field and you've got one playoff spot left. And like I said last week, I predicted that our playoffs were set with Tyler Reddick kind of in on the final spot. Now, of course, if they got a new winner, that would change everything. And there were a lot of guys, DiBenedetto, Chris Buescher, Bubba Wallace, uh, to name a few that were up in there mixing up. Ross Chastain's another guy that was fast. But going back through the race, look at who was falling back and working their way back up. Falling back, working. It was the 22 and the 9. Joey Logano led a lot of the race, looked really strong. Got a flat tire with, what, nine, ten laps to go? And hit the Roughly, wall. Roughly, yeah. And then he was out of it. And then you have Chase Elliott. Well, now it looks like it's Chase Elliott's race to lose. You know, he won a stage. He led a lot of laps. 
leading the race. And here comes Matt DiMenedetto, who has to win to make the playoffs. He has nothing to lose. And that's when we finally got the big wreck. Mm-hmm. They got together coming out of, I, I don't know what you're, I don't know if you're watching the big screen at the time or watching the pack. I kind of had one eye on the pack, one eye on the big screen. That's, and I, that's pretty much what I was doing as well. I think I tapped you on the shoulder and I'm like, they're wrecking, they're wrecking. And then we watched the whole field. I mean, there it, was what? 10, 12, 14 cars wrecking. It was wrecking. madness. It was, it was insane. But it, it comes down to this is their last chance to be in the playoffs. It's, you know, complete desperation. And that drives, I don't know about y'all, but if I am in my final stage of achieving a goal, I put everything into it. So they took risks. I loved seeing each driver team up with each other, whether it be team or manufacturer, just seeing them really pull for each other like that. But overall, when it came to stage three, it was nail biting. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I was watching that last stage, like with my tongue hanging out, like a kid in a candy store, just like, cause not only had the race been phenomenal up into those late stages before, even before the wrecks, that was a race where you didn't need a wreck. You, they could have not wrecked. We would have left there just like, Oh my God, what a great race. The racing was that good. And you had all these wrecks. You had contenders being taken out. You get to the final shootout. You got, you know, Ryan Blaney's up there. He's won a few. Um, Kevin Harvick, who's locked in the playoffs on points, hasn't won yet. But then you got Austin Dillon. He needs to win. Chris Buescher, Bubba Wallace. Um, I forget who else was up there at the end. Daniel Suarez. Suarez, yeah. That was uh, kind of an unexpected contender. There. Yeah. Corey LaJoy. He was the, he's oh, the guy I'm missing. He, so, he yeah. started, what, second or third or fourth on that last restart and was in contention to win. When do you see Corey LaJoy in contention to win? It's the great equalizer. I That's mean, the, I final, Daytona. the final top 10 absolutely just looks all cattywampus because you don't expect all those people to be in there. Rick it, Ware Racing got a top 10. Yeah. BJ I, McLeod. How about Florida's own BJ McLeod? Yeah. Place? Phenomenal. You absolutely know, that, loved it. That final restart, I didn't sit down. You didn't sit down. Nobody around us sat down. Everybody was on their feet. I, I think we expected either a big wreck or one of those three wide finishes like they had in Xfinity. Yeah. Xfinity, they made it. They didn't wreck. They had a three wide finish. What more could you ask for? Uh, the Cup Series, they had everybody pushing each other. It's harder to push in Xfinity. So you got everybody locked together, coming to turn three, final laps, just like the 500. Everybody was pushing, trying to make a run. Daniel Suarez had a big run out of the pack. And then Kurt Busch tried. It looked, I've watched this several times, and it looks like Kurt Busch tried to come down and help Suarez, but caught his bumper hooked him up into Kevin Harvick. And this is where the package NASCAR did a great job because the way Kevin Harvick's car snapped around backwards so fast is like mm -hmm. a complete 180 and it didn't get airborne. Like the back end lifted a little bit, but it, if this were the old package, he would have been upside down. He probably would have been in the catch fence, probably would have been terrible. Um, but you still had, it, it covered everybody's checklist. You had lead changes, you had close racing. Nobody could get away from the pack. Nobody dominated, really. Um, you had big wrecks. It was all up in the air. You had, it was anybody's guess. You, we, we were this close to having another new winner. Uh, and you get Ryan Blaney, who comes out on top. He's a great plate racer. You can't take anything away from his ability to draft. Look at Michigan last week. He, he oh, yeah. ran that to perfection. He's a guy that doesn't win all the time. Yes, he has three wins now. But you go back to his entire career, 
he had never won more than one race in a season, and now he's got three. So I think, you know, we, we got a relatively fresh winner. We got a, a guy who's not, no offense to Kyle Larson, but he's not winning every other week. Um, you know, it's not the same old, same old. Th- this season's really been kind of a refresher from last year when you Absolutely. had the same guys winning. Th- this season, you know, say what you want. I know we're, we're talking a lot about NASCAR when we normally talk short track stuff, but um, th- this NASCAR season's been enjoyable. It, it really has. has been. And this race, just it's probably my favorite race of the entire year. It, hands down. Even with the bias of opinion. being there. Yeah, in my opinion, hands down. I mean, 45 lead changes. You didn't know until the last corner who was going to win the race. It was a great day. And even then, race. even then, nothing was off the table. I know. I think they came around and were like, is it it? That's it, right? This, this race is over. Oh, man. I don't know about you, but after that race, I had to go and have another beer just to calm my adrenaline because it was just i was amped i was amped after the day oh yeah it i I can't say i uh can compare it to anything really just from beginning of the day to the end of the day just i have no words honestly yeah it, it I think what Steven's trying to say here is the day started on a high and it ended on a high to where, like, before we could even go home, we had to relax. Absolutely. Know? And it was cool afterwards. We got to hang out with, with Timmy Walters, one of our champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we caught up with him. We went and got some food because it was either sit and wait to get into a restaurant or sit and wait and get pissed off in traffic. <laughs> so we went and had a had another drink and um, just, you know, I don't want anyone to think, oh, we're going to we're being crazy. We all drank responsibly. We got home safe, um, had some food while we were there, but just had to unwind a little bit because it was not only with the the heat of the day, but just the excitement of the day, the excitement of the race just needed to calm down, take a deep breath and then and then go home. But man, what what an experience. Again, I can't thank uh, the New Smyrna Speedway enough for including me and, and, and having me bring along a friend. Um, you know, it was tough uh, being away from from Margo and, and my kid for the day, but it, it was great to have a, kind of a guy's day, if you will. And, and, and Absolutely. Uh, you know, Stephen was the reason we went to the road course race last year, so it was nice to kind of pay that back in a way um, and give him the, the, the full-on Daytona experience. Um, and it was just, it was a great day. It really was. And it being a night race, too, definitely helped. Not being oh, in yeah. the bacon yeah. sun. Hey, when that sun went down, <laughs> though, man, it was like, okay, now, here we go. Here we go. We can really enjoy so it. So it was like, a little reprieve and then absolute just top tier racing yeah. that as you're saying that package we were all a little bit skeptical but sure, once sure. they got out there it the way they handled themselves and figured out the package so quick yep yep and, and, and the fact that they could they could pass. You still need help to pass, but it's restrictor plate racing. Well, you I drive. mean, the nine and the twenty-two were rocket ships. They were. They, they were. They were the class of the field. They and were the class of the field. But that's that's restrictor plate racing. You don't yeah. know. You don't know. Michael McDowell won the Daytona five hundred. Led one lap. He yep. didn't have the dominant car. Right place, right time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. A lot of people don't like that. They don't like that random crapshoot. And that's, you know, we we talk about opinions all the time. And some people like restrictor plate racing for this reason, and they hate it for this. Nobody's going to like the same thing. But I feel like everybody that was at that race enjoyed the race. One way or another, they found something to enjoy, whether it was the amount of passing, 
whether it was the close racing, whether it was the strategy. We had strat we had the Fords pitting early, the Chevys and Toyotas trying to figure it out before that wreck happened with the with the Rick Ware cars. You had people that aren't normally up there mixing it up. I mean, Rick Ware car in the top ten. BJ McLeod, first ever NASCAR top ten. This is a guy that used to race at New Smyrna before my time, unfortunately. I'd never met the guy. Uh, but it was cool to see. You had Ross Chastain, a Florida guy up there. You had your usual suspects, your mm-hmm. your fan favorites that could have easily won that race. And then you had the opportunity for someone to knock Tyler Reddick out of the playoffs. We didn't even talk about Tyler Reddick. Oh, His yeah. His car was smoking. He shouldn't even finish the race. Finished seventh, made the playoffs. He entered Incredible. the pits. What was it, three times? Yeah, with what, three to go? Should've with been three to it. go. And absolutely, car smoking. He made it one way around, came back, and... We were for sure he was absolutely out was of like, it. Oh man, Austin Dillon's going to make the playoffs now. Yeah, and he ended up high side. Dale face palm. You know. <laughs> the the race had every twist and turn you could imagine. It was, I I hope it was as good on TV as it was being there. I I can't imagine that it would compare to being there, but I really do hope that it, the broadcast conveyed how amazing it was. And I'm I'm going to pop back to Tyler Reddick simply because. So much props to his crew. Yeah. To figuring it out. And they bypassed the oil cooler and basically said, full send, you're doing this. It's either going to have enough oil to get you in the playoffs or out. If we don't go now, we're out anyway. So send it. And he did. He finished in the top 10 (laughs) with a car that shouldn't have made two more laps. (laughs) And that is the, you know, the never give up attitude that you need in racing. Good, bad, ugly. You know, just get through Mm -hmm. it and. You know, some people are going to say this was a good race. Some people are going to say it's a bad race because they didn't like it. Some people are going to say it's ugly. But, man, it was an, it was an incredible day. Very glad I got to uh, go. Glad you had to come with and, and just enjoy the, the full-on NASCAR experience. And it was nice to have that back. When we went to the road course, Fan Zone wasn't open. We were lucky yeah. to even be able to be there. Mm-hmm. It was limited capacity. And, you know, things aren't exactly perfect right now, but it's good that you know, people are able to make the choice to go do this because if you think places shouldn't be open, you have every right to stay home and watch on TV right now. But the fact that everything was open is a great crowd. People were into it. it. It was good to see a great night at the NASCAR track, considering we spend, you know, 90% of our, our races at the short tracks, which mm-hmm. we love. You know, you're, you're yeah. a huge short track fan. I'm a huge I, I, short can't, track fan. I can't pass up some short track. Yeah. And yeah, I know we're 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 fanboying over some NASCAR stuff when you know we focus a lot on the short tracks, but um, it, it was a great, great, great day. And you know, yeah, we we lost tonight at New Smyrna, it, rightfully so. We got to honor our champions, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it, it ended up being the the perfect day. And um, you know, speaking of short track racing, did, well, before we get into that, do you have any final thoughts on the night? Uh, I mean, there's just so much that I really could say about it, but I feel that what I've said really kind of summarizes it overall. It's it. I couldn't have asked for a better day. I absolutely was on my seat on the edge of my seat. If I even used my seat, yeah, I barely used mine, <laughs> um, especially every restart and seeing how into it everybody was, at least in our section. Everybody stood up for every single restart. There mm-hmm. were people with their phones out. There were people just going, going Ooh, nuts. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. Whoa. Did you see that? Yeah. And it was like, it, it was awe inspiring just seeing 
all of these people. Absolute diverse crowd that had the same passion and love for racing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we got to showcase the short track champions, which is, I'm really hoping that's a budding relationship that's going on. Yeah, it, it, it needs to be. In, instead of two separate things, it needs to all be together. NASCAR is, NASCAR is what NASCAR is. It's the top level, but short track racing needs to be, you know, NASCAR needs to give the short track racing guys their props, and they did that. Absolutely. And, and that, to me, was, that's the whole reason we were there. So, you know, uh, definitely thankful for that. And uh, like I said at the top of the show, there were a couple of tracks in the area that raced. Uh, the Oxford 250 was this week up, mm -hmm. up in Maine. So that was a great race. Uh, Cassius Clark won that. Um, didn't get to see it. Don't know much about it. But that happened this weekend uh, in my home state. And um, we do have a special giveaway. If you've made it this far into the program, we have five tickets to give away from our friends at the Florida Southern Ground Pounders. We talked to Toby, the kind of the leader last week, uh, talking about the ground powders, talking about his week. Uh, but we got some tickets from those guys. First five people to message me, Ryan Stevens on Facebook. Most of you listening, you, you know about the show because of my Facebook. Shoot me a message on Facebook with the keyword Ryan Priest. First five people to do so, you'll have five tickets waiting for you. Good for any race for the rest of the regular season at New Smyrna. So that is from now until the end of October. Not good for Governor's Cup. That's a whole different thing. Message me on Facebook. Uh, shoot me your feedback. Let me know what you think of the show. Um, that's another thing real quick. Thanks to everybody that has given me feedback. A lot of people last week were messaging me asking if they were the people that I were talking about, about um, getting on Facebook and talking crap. Nope. I will say that everybody that messaged me, it wasn't you. It wasn't you, um, but I appreciate those guys listening and thinking it was them because maybe they'll check themselves too. Um, but yeah, if you uh, if you've made it this far in the show and you message me with the keyword Ryan Priest, just message me on Facebook, Ryan Priest. Give me some feedback, whatever you think of the show. Um, you'll win tickets. I'll leave them at the box office for you at the racetrack. Uh, getting a special note here: our quarter midget friends. Oh, yes. Yeah, they were racing at Daytona, too. Unfortunately, didn't get to see any of it. But oh, I would have loved that. It would have been great. But they, they were set up for a big show at Daytona, too, and uh, our own Gavin Gardner. You oh, wow. Gavin. Yeah. Yes, he yes. He got the uh, Up on the Wheel Award at the USAC, uh, USAC quarter midgets at Daytona that they were doing out there in the infield. And I know a lot of our guys, Gavin Malone was out there. Um I think Eddie Evans' kid was out there. We, the Wheelers were out there. Mm -hmm. A lot of our guys and, and a lot of great racers from out of state were at Daytona. So congratulations for to uh, to Gavin getting that. I know he had a good. I don't, I don't know if he won uh, any of the races, but he had a he had a big weekend. Uh, great little driver. All of our all of our New Smyrna quarter midget stars were on display at Daytona too, and I really wish I could have been there to see them. But man, that what a cool experience for those kids too. And that that's one thing too is. If you want to really take a look at who's the next up-and-comer, check out Quarter Midget Racing. Also, I mean, they're these kids that go out and give it their all, and they are out there, and it is, a lot of people think, oh, it's younger kids racing. How exciting can it be? <laughs> it's, 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 it get, gets a little intense. It does. And, and, you know, last year when I started this podcast, before it died, I had never been to a Quarter Midget race. After the, the pandemic 
the initial lockdown subsided, uh, they called me. Uh, Mr. Gardner, the president of the New Smyrna Quarter Midget Association, he called me and, and asked if I'd be interested in doing it, doing the announcing out there. And I said, absolutely. And I'm thinking, man, I don't know. This is different. Uh, this is nothing I've ever done before, but I love racing. And now, excuse me, I have a huge, huge respect for what those kids do. They put on some great racing. And I've been announcing out there for about a year now, and I love it. Uh, we had we just had our summer break and our first race back got rained out mm -hmm. and, and you've been coming to the races with me you enjoy it it's free it's free and i can't wait for the next race coming up in september um but i uh, appreciate margo giving us the note on on gavin there winning the uh, up on the wheel award and kind of went over our heads with all the excitement that our our, our quarter midget friends were out there doing that so that's really cool that daytona not only reached out to our champions the five flag speedway people were there mm -hmm. uh people from from some of the dirt tracks were there the quarter midgets were there nascar even despite the pandemic right now has done much better on the short track outreach no doubt no doubt and, and again if you've listened this far thanks to our friends at florida southern ground pounders we got five free tickets. The first people that message me on Facebook, just reach out to me, message me, Ryan Priest. Five sets. We have five sets, which is ten tickets. So five sets. Thank you, Margo. Um, so, yeah, if you've made it this far, message me, Ryan Priest. We'll have a set of tickets for you for any regular season event, including, including, Stephen, the Heart to Heart Clyde Hart Memorial Double 50 big event that we have. I think we came up with the, uh, what would we say? The Clyde Heart Heart Breast Cancer Foundation Memorial. That's what we came up with earlier. That that's the abbreviation. Yes. Yes, that's the yes, that's the short the short answer. Uh, it's a short track. Yes. That's because <laughs> that's coming up in uh, in October October the 9th, I believe, right before uh, we shut down for Billy Lane's memorial er, memorial motorcycle event. Sorry, um, that those tickets. If you win those, that'll be good for that event. That's going to be huge. I mean. Uh, 5,000 to win pro late model, 5,000 to win super late model, 50 lap races. Not a lot of time to sit around and wait. You got to go, go, go. Absolutely. We already have entries coming in. I've got three. I just opened entries yesterday. I have three pro lates. I have three super lates already committed. Doesn't sound like much, but it just opened. There's going to be a ton of cars. Um, LKQ Superstock 50, Bomber 40, Sportsman, and Florida Southern Ground Pounders. And they are the ones that gave us the tickets. So make sure you support them. Message me on Facebook with your feedback from the show. I can't thank everybody enough who's already done that. I can't believe how many people have listened. Um, huge thank you to Rochelle for the interview last week. She really spread the word. Uh, Sunshine State Racing and Robert Howell. Um, if you go to Sunshine State Racing's uh, homepage right now, our podcast is the first thing you see. So I can't thank them enough for, for spreading the word. Um, have some things in the works, maybe a partnership coming up uh, to make things bigger and better. So stay tuned. Uh, before we get into the interview with Judson, we're going to want to wrap up the, the show here. Um, Auburndale and Citrus race this weekend, which if we weren't at Daytona, we would have been one of those two places. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're about short track, you know, it, it, and we love supporting all the different tracks we, as well. Yes, we go to New Smyrna. That is that is what you would call our, is home our home track. track. Absolutely. But any chance we get to go somewhere else every other place has their own style has their own classes and each one brings a little something different to the to the table and it's always enjoyable to see things that are out of the normal 
Right. And, and when we're not racing, we typically end up somewhere else. And if we don't, it's just because, well, the weather's iffy or we're watching NASCAR. We're, we're watching racing together one way or another, whether it be me and Steven, whether it be me and Margo, whether it be all three of us. Um, and Peyton. And Peyton. Yeah, Peyton, too. She's a huge race fan. She loves Ricky Stenhouse, just like her mom. And, and Modifieds. Don't, and modified. don't forget yeah, about Peyton that. Peyton loved that modified race from Beatrice that was on TV last She was night. riveted. Yes, she was. <laughs> <laughs> she had her defenders all ready to go. Um, but Auburndale was in action this weekend. Um, great car counts over there. They had so many cars show up that their show was delayed because they had to qualify three classes for 50. They had triple 50 lappers for pro trucks, sportsmen, and pure stock. So they had a ton of cars. I think they had scramblers and, and some other stuff going on too. Um, but, you know, I, I feel bad for our friend Steve Barnes. He made a post and <laughs> um, he was there and said the show started late and there were some hiccups here and there. And, you know, his opinion was the show took too long. Okay, that fair enough. But he got kind of raked through the coals by, by some of the people there. Um, it seemed like all the problems that they had were good problems to have. You had a lot of Absolutely. people. You had some incidents. You had, you know, uh, a couple fires to put out. It sounded like a crazy day of racing over there. But, you know, it just it, it sounds like more people showed up than they expected in the pit area. And I hope the fans showed up. I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. I would have loved to see that. I... Well, I just remember the, the show we went to that I got to announce over there yes. that had a whole bunch of cars. Qualifying was was a bit crazy, and things got backed oh, yeah. up a little bit because there was, like, what, 30 pure stocks to qualify? <laughs> and, and it just kind of it backed things up a little bit. But if you're able to work through that and the racing's good, I feel like that always makes up for it. Uh, some people don't like long shows. Some people do. But I mean, it, it everybody has their own preferences, and they're entitled to. Exactly. I see nothing wrong with that. I could see something one way. Ryan could see it the other, but nobody right. is going to agree with everything. And, and not to pick on Steve, I only mentioned him because he's been on the show and he he posted something about it. So I saw his point of view and then I went and looked and I'm like, that seems like a hell of a show. But maybe it was kind of drawn out. Maybe there was other factors involved. Um, you know, the fact that they were able to have three 50 lappers. Not many places are willing to put that much on the line in one night. And that's a big step. That's a lot. That's a payout is huge mm -hmm. to have three fifty lappers. And like I said, I hope the fans were there to support them for having the car count, for having three fifty lappers. But uh, in the pro trucks, Becca Monopoly uh, was able to win that one. And I, I we were just reading earlier one of her uh, one of her puppies passed, one of her dogs passed away. So we, we send our it's... thoughts there. Uh, Becca's been on the show back when we first started it last year. Um, so we feel for her. I, I know what that's like this time of year to lose a dog. Um, but Becca won the pro truck race. Uh, Brandon Morris won the sports and race. He's a very outspoken, opinionated guy that yes, I he is. have a lot of respect for because, um, you know, we, we've talked and, and he doesn't like certain things that, you know, I, I appreciate, I, I appreciate how outspoken he is and, and, and what a great racer he is. He topped the, uh, the sports and race over there. And James Wright, that blue 56 Camaro. Oh, yes. He won the, the pure stock race. So those were the um, the three winners over there for the triple 50s that they had. Um, and again, I, I applaud them for the great car counts. I, I wasn't at the show, so I can't speak to the delays that they may have had or, or maybe the inconsistencies or the issues with the show wasn't there. But I look at the you know, car counts, not everything, but it's, it's impressive what they were able to do over there, what they were able to pull. So. No doubt. And and that's a part of, I mean, racing in general, whether it be 
Cup, se- Cup Series, ARCA, and Xfinity, and even Short Track. You never know what you're going to get. You're going to have your hiccups here and there. You're going to have sometimes, especially in Short Track, you're going to have a larger field that's uh, qualifying or heat races and it's going to take more time and some people they say well i want to go watch racing it's usually done at about 10 o'clock then we can go out and have dinner or go to a bar or something like that well some people it gets over too soon and they sit in the grandstands and say i don't want to go home yet yeah i've, I've, I've encountered you gotta find that happy medium yeah but that's that's the thing about short track racing it kind of keeps you on your toes it does you never and know what you're gonna get it's like a it's like forrest gump always said you know oh yeah um but yeah, definitely. I miss being at Auburndale, man. We haven't been there in a long time. It has been a minute. I enjoy that little track. Yep. It may be a little track, but it is packed with action. It, it is, and and I've had a great time uh, being able to fill in for Rick a couple times over there. Been very, just I've been treated great over there uh, by uh, not only Rick uh, giving me the opportunity, but uh, the the guys uh, Rex and and I believe uh, Colette over there. Uh, very very good people. Um, They've always been great to me, and I've missed being able to fill in. Uh, last year last year was a weird year, man. There was a lot going on, you know, with, with track closures and stuff, so I got to fill in a little bit more. And it seems like the nights we haven't been able to race, they haven't been able to race, so I haven't gotten that last-minute call to come substitute. But, hey, I'm always open to that. Um, de- definitely going to have to get over there, at least during the off-season if we can. Oh, check out course. some racing. Uh, and if we do that, of course, we'll cover it more in depth here on the show. Um but uh, congratulations to the winner winners over there. And, of course, uh, Citrus was also in action. Our buddy Austin, the announcer over there, uh, who we're good friends with, um, got to got to call some races. Looks like they had a pretty good show, too. They had the big 75-lapper uh, for the out, Ford Outlaws, the Crown Vicks over oh, there. Oh, yeah. They had a ton of cars. They had a bunch of the ringers over there, man, those, those bounty hunters, trophy hunters, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Zach Curtis was over there. Yep. But his buddy... Chris Rummel, who you've seen race uh, yes. win at Orlando, the 52. Yep. Um, he's been over at uh, New Smyrna for the for the um, race we had earlier this year for the the open cars that that enduro that maybe didn't go so well, but he was over there for that. He's a guy I like because he is a um, he is a trophy hunter. He goes he goes where the money is, and I respect that. But he shows up to win, and he's usually all all up front. I didn't even know he had a crown Vic. But he went over to Citrus, and he won. They had 20, 30 cars over there, and he won the thing. Um, I think it was $1,000 to win for a Crown Vic car. That's basically a bomber B. Yeah, I mean, shoot. If a lot of people can put 1000 in and build a, build a car like that, and if you win, you know what? It pays for it, and not only that, it may cover most of it, if anything. But, I mean, that's just the thing about it is some people, as – as Ryan was saying, are uh, victory chasing or trophy chasing look in it for the money. And that's that's part of it's part of racing, too. Absolutely. Some people do it because they love getting out there and being competitive and it's the experience for them. Some people get out there for the money and I I see both ways. Yeah. And if there's something I've learned, yeah, I want everybody to come to my track or where I'm going to be. But I've come to, to learn that if they're enjoying short track racing, However they want to enjoy it, let them enjoy it. Of course. That's all that matters. So uh, Chris Rummel and, and Zach Curtis and all those guys went over there, and Chris Rummel came out on top. And we know the competition, and we've been to Citrus many times to watch mm. those Ford Outlaws. They have some great drivers. Neil Hearn, you know, he's fantastic. Uh, some of those guys out there are, are tough to beat, and Chris went out there and did it. Uh, t- took probably the biggest 
race of the year out there for the, for the outlaw guys. I wish we could get some of them to come race our Bomber B guys, but I understand. Whole different animal. Whole different animal. We're going to leave that aside for now, but uh, congratulations to him. Uh, Jace Henley, Jesse Henley's son, I believe, oh, won no the uh, outlaw 25 lapper over there. Um, Larry Welter, veteran pure stock driver, won the pure stock race. And Jarrett Wagman, who we've seen race at Auburndale, won the the Little Gator Legends car race over there. So Citrus had a great night. Armadale had a great night. Daytona was fantastic. Um, we had great weather. And uh, our thoughts go out to all of those in uh, Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee, um, Georgia, anybody dealing with uh, the ramifications of that storm. Uh, it's that time of year. I, I, I'm a huge weather nerd, so I'm always watching the weather. So I feel for those guys. Well, we had great weather. We had others dealing with tragedy and, and all that. So our thoughts go out to them. Congratulations to everybody that won this week. And, um, you know, I wish we had more time to talk about everything. 417 was off. Showtime was off this week. Don't have anything on them. Uh, they're kind of in their summer break right now, which New Smyrna kind of got inorganically this year. But um, next week, uh, we plan to be at the New Smyrna Speedway. Modified 50, JNC grade all modified 50. Um, that is still a mouthful. Um, we got the Sportsman, Super Stocks, Bomber A's all going over there. We'll talk about that next week in I can probably talk about Darlington too, the first race of the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. That there there's gonna be a lot going on there. And I'm really looking forward to uh to Saturday as well. Yeah. As much as I love Daytona, I'm looking Yeah. I'm looking in the next day to in New Smyrna. <laughs> always happy to be back at, you know. Yeah, we're gonna talk a lot of New Smyrna on this show. Um that's where we're gonna be. That's where i work that's where you know steven helps me out steven did such a good job on the show i might just give him the second mic this week and see if he has some color but uh i think that's going to wrap it up for for this portion of the podcast we have our call coming up with judson from judson's racing network that'll be up next so we'll hear from him to wrap up this week's episode of the racing with ryan podcast steven i thank you uh very very much for not only coming with us to the uh coming to daytona enjoying that with us but uh, coming on the show giving your thoughts adding to the show man appreciate it so much absolutely i can't thank you enough i'm overly excited honestly to be a part of this and to have been a part of daytona this weekend it i love it all if it if it's anything to do with racing count me in yeah that's what i like to hear we we've really converted him he always liked racing but once we got him coming over and watching the races and going with us he's just become a huge fan and you'll see him in the pits he is the pit penguin after all um stay tuned for the interview with judson coming up next all right so on the phone with us now we have a good buddy of mine uh somebody that uh i really i kind of look up to he reminds me a lot of myself uh with as big a race fan as he is but on the phone we have judson o'neill with us uh from judson's racing network judson how you doing today buddy i'm doing great how are you Doing great, man. Thank you for taking some time to be on the show with us. Um, pretty exciting weekend. You know, we spent the early part of the show talking about uh, Daytona, and I know you were there, and looks like you had a heck of a weekend. Yeah, it was definitely a, a huge weekend for me, and it was super fun. I mean, there's I met so many new people and, uh, you know, got to, uh, you know, go to a finally like a big time nascar race with like garage passes and everything so how um, did you get yeah, those I passes got to meet a lot of people and everything so it was really cool 
And, and how were you able to get those passes? Because I saw you on Saturday and you had the VIP tag. So um, how, how'd you get how'd you get hooked up with that? Uh, so Tommy Joe Martins, I uh, actually before I started even interviewing drivers and everything, I uh, you know I, I was I was always a big fan of his and stuff, and I sent him like an email on his website, just like you know talking about you know, with a race fan and everything, you want to reach out to your favorite driver and everything. So yeah. I sent that and he invited me to Daytona, um, last year. And then, uh, this year he, uh, invited us back again with some, um, garage passes and stuff. And, uh, so we got hooked up with those for the Xfinity garage. And then during uh, Friday, we talked to Josh Balicki and he asked if we were going to be, uh, on at sa- uh, Saturday's cup race. And I told him that, um, Probably not because, like, we didn't have any cup passes or anything. We'd uh, probably just maybe hang around and stuff if the race got rained out or something in the Xfinity garage. And then he got us cup passes, too. So then we had Xfinity and cup passes for the weekend. That's awesome. So you got the full experience both days. And Friday, of course, a little bit of rain. But it it looked like, even though the race got rained out, you got to talk to just about everybody there and then – my my favorite thing is uh, that I saw on your Facebook that picture in that that meetup you had with AJ Allmendinger that looked like a good time. Yeah, it was super cool because AJ and I, you know, done like Zoom interviews in the past before, and he's been real cool with me and everything. And uh, he's just a great personality and everything. And then uh, he, uh, I never met him before in person or anything, and so uh, there's like I don't know, probably like thirty minutes before the race or somewhere we were, we were walking. And, uh, he, he saw me and he like came up and then, uh, I kind of, he's going for like a handshake and stuff and I'm like a pro at handshakes, but then like, he's kind of doing one with like, you know, where you grab on and like, you know, pull each other together or something. And I kind of messed it up and I was like, oh, sorry, man. I kind of messed up the handshake there. And then he, he, uh, he's like, oh, well, that's all right. And he gave me like a big bear hug and stuff. And, uh, so yeah, it was, it was pretty cool and stuff and uh funny so uh yeah i got a bear hug from aj so that's something i can mark down on my bucket list i guess i mean that just looked like such a cool moment because you know if you're anything like me you know these guys they're the guys you watch on tv you've been fans of them for a long time and then when you get to meet them and something cool happens like that and here you are thinking oh i just messed this up but no he grabs you and gives you a big old hug and you know, it kind of confirms that, you know, what you see on TV, he really is a cool guy. Yeah, for sure. Because I've always, like, before, like, when I first started watching NASCAR and stuff, I always uh, liked him uh, and everything. And because, you know, I, I'm always, like, a mid-pack underdog driver guy and everything. And so I always uh, looked up to him and everything. And then, uh, yeah, and it was cool because, you know, I got to meet him and stuff. And he's just, just a great personality and stuff. And super fun to talk to and everything and that is just great and everything because uh, it just made that whole experience meeting him and stuff way more memorable and something that like one of my probably like favorite uh uh events that are uh moments uh, of my career so far yeah i was t- i was talking to my friend um before we got to the racetrack on saturday and i was like man i think judson's weekend's already made just based on his pictures and then you know you got to see both races on saturday um so was meeting AJ Allmendinger your favorite part of the weekend or what ended up being your favorite interview that you got to do? Cause I mean, it looks like you got to talk to everybody. Yeah, it was 
in terms of interviews and stuff, I think AJ won. After I met him the next day after the race, we did an interview with him, and it went real well and everything because uh, uh, he uh, he kind of got, uh, like, we both were kind of joking around about, like, my Spanish homework and everything and uh-huh. talk about that, and it's a, it's, a, it's a real funny interview and stuff there towards the end and stuff, and he's just, and uh, so that was definitely uh, probably meeting him and then just, you know, having that uh, real funny interview and stuff was probably, um, like, one of the best interviews we had uh, uh, over the weekend but we got to talk to uh, a lot of um other drivers and stuff after the race like justin haley after he won and uh, you know jeb burton who was also in that three wide finish and uh after the cup race we interviewed ross chastain uh after he led a whole bunch of laps but got caught up in that wreck there at the end and another good one was uh, josh blicky uh we interviewed him after he got his best career finish to 10th after uh, chris busher got disqualified and I didn't even know when I started interviewing, and it was just, like, really cool and stuff because, you know, he's the one who got his passes and everything. And then uh, we were there for his, you know, best career finish in the top ten and everything. It was just it made it really cool and everything. And because, uh, you know, it's cool to see the little guys like him and everything, um, you know, be able to get a top ten at Daytona in the Cup Series. But definitely probably uh, the AJ one and stuff just because it was just a really funny interview and stuff. Yeah, I'll go back to what you're saying about the underdogs because I'm I'm a huge fan of the underdogs too, and that's one of the big things I like about the races at Daytona. You just you never know, a who's gonna win and who's gonna end up getting a good finish. Um, you know, Josh Balicki getting a top ten, B.J. McLeod with a top ten. Uh, he's a Florida racer. You know, he, he used to run New Smyrna and the tracks around here all the time. So it was great to see those those little guys get up there and get some good finishes, even though there's a bunch of wrecks and, and crazy stuff going on. But uh, I wanted to ask you, what do you think of the racing this weekend? I thought th- I thought the both races were really good. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, they were both super exciting. Uh, for the most part, though, this doesn't really take away, like, the excitement factor or anything, but, like, I thought the, uh, both races were pretty tamed and everything and uh, really not as, like, you know, aggressive as we've seen. A lot more. I think drivers were, were real aggressive, but there weren't any like you know big wrecks in like the Xfinity race or anything, uh, which kept it a lot more tamed and everything. And uh, uh, yeah, the racing car was real good. You know, on that final lap with uh, on the Xfinity race where uh, the colleague cars got three wide and a one two three finish. I you know that's that was real cool and everything because uh, you just you never know who's gonna win. You can be running like twelfth place on the final turn and still win the race Absolutely. Um, at Daytona. So, and, you I know, mean, three you just wide. know who's going to win until start-finish line comes. And, and three wide coming to the checkered flag with the colleague guys battling it out. Um, I, w- I didn't get to be at the track for that race, but I did get to see the finish live uh, across the street, actually, watching with a bunch of people, and uh, it was pretty incredible. Everybody, uh, we were at a restaurant, and everybody was cheering and hooting and hollering. It was super cool, super great finish. And then I think we were going to get a good finish in the cup race, too, if they didn't wreck on the backstretch. Yeah, it was, uh, that, the cup race, the final lot was pretty intense, too. I, You know, my brother, Keelan, uh, he is a huge Corey LaJoy fan. That's, like, his main driver. He's got a bunch of Corey LaJoy die casts and hats and shirts and stuff, and he's always liked them for a couple years now. And, uh, you know, he had had a really strong race uh, all day long, and then finally towards the end there, when that last wreck happened, we were, man, I mean, I wish I had a video because, like, 
my dad, my brother, and I were all like screaming and yelling so much. Oh, I know. He stuff was at the big screen. Like people were giving us like funny looks and stuff. Turn around because I'm well, like, Corey I know some fans so get close. exciting, but man, that was like, that was like on another level of intensity. I I thought I thought maybe Harvick was gonna push him right around Blaney there, and then Harvick made his move, and then Suarez made his move, and then next thing you know, everybody's wrecked on the backstretch, and it would have been something for Corey to win that race, but. For, for him and that team to run so well. I mean, that's just, again, I go back to what I said earlier. That's one of the fun things about Daytona, Talladega. It really equalizes the pack and, and gives these guys a chance to, to go up there and pull the upset. And uh, I'm sorry for your brother having to go through that roller coaster of emotions there, but such is racing sometimes, huh? Yeah, unfortunately, that's how it is. But, hey, it was cool that we, we – uh got to be there for one of Corey's best runs of his career and everything and uh, oh absolutely yeah, i mean kurt bush the uh towards the end there and stuff you know it looked like uh yeah blaney was out front and Corey gave him a push the lap before and then I, w- I was thinking that we were gonna have a pretty good finish up until the end and then uh kurt bush turned around like a suarez or harvick or something and then uh you know triggered that big wreck unfortunately because i think we could have had a pretty good finish there at the end but it was still a great race overall and uh, you know, the finish was still exciting and everything um, yeah. until uh, very last moment. I, I think uh, it was definitely one of the best races of the year. I was into it the whole time. Me and my buddy were going crazy up in our seats, and I really enjoyed it. The whole weekend was cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, New Smyrna was there with our track champions, and they all got to be honored and walk across the stage during pre-race, so that was pretty cool. And then, of course, the racing was great. And, you know, I, I just saw... Um, it, it looked like you were having the time of your life on Facebook. It just being at the racetrack amongst everybody and getting the chance to talk to these guys. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I got to get a hold of Judson this week and talk to him um, and, and, and kind of see what else you got going on, too. So great weekend at Daytona. I'm sure you got a ton of stuff uh, to, to put up on your network. Where can people find your your interviews and stuff from Daytona? Yeah, you can find them on uh, the Racing Network on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I know we, I like to go by JRN a lot, but if you search that up, you probably won't find it. So it's uh, Justin's Racing Network. Uh, if you look it up on YouTube, I have a Twitter and a Facebook page too. Uh, Twitter is uh, just, just Judson O'Neill, um, at Judson Racing. And then on Facebook, uh, I have a Justin's Racing Network again too, if you want to. So uh, follow us on Facebook. We just started that Facebook account a couple months ago, so we're trying to get some more followers on that. Yeah, and, we'll see uh, if uh, the YouTube we... channel and everything is like our main platform where we upload all the interviews and stuff, um, oh. and everything. So if you want to check out that, then that's probably where uh, all our interviews and everything will be. Yeah, hopefully we'll get you a couple more uh, subscribers here. So if you go to Judson's Racing Network, if you search that on Facebook, uh, make sure you follow him on YouTube. He does all kinds of great interviews. You do everything from short track racing to NASCAR to, you know, it's kind of, you're kind of like me, whatever you feel like talking about. And, uh, I, I definitely got to go and watch. I'm, I still haven't even watched the race back yet. I want to go back and watch the whole thing, see what it's like on TV. I got to go back, watch your interviews and see the interactions you have with the drivers. So if you're listening to this, make sure you go, uh, and find Judson on YouTube and watch all that stuff. Uh, that way, um, you know, you can support one of our young and up and coming, uh, race fans. Cause really, you know, that, that's what I like so much about Judson. He, he cares so much. He's good for the sport. He's exactly what racing needs to keep it going. 
Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, and I, I've always loved going to New Summer and everything, and I appreciate uh, your support for us and everything, and uh, always uh, making a good time at New Smyrna and everything. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes with the low car counts and everything, you still seem to, uh, the, for like a super late one race, I think it was like last year, a couple guys wrecked down like the first lap, and then there's like three cars run on track, but it's uh, fun because you, you know, you still made it exciting, commentating yeah. and everything, and it's just uh, making making the race real good no matter what happens. Yeah, that's what I try to do because I, I know sometimes we do struggle with, with getting a bunch of cars, but, um, you know, You've been coming to New Smyrna for a long time, and your work that you did during Speed Weeks with Hype Motorsports was outstanding. Um, when you come to the weekly shows, it, it puts a lot more eyeballs on the place, and uh, your NASCAR stuff is great. And I know you've been doing some traveling, too. Where else have you gone so far this year? Yeah, so uh, we you know, we started off the year at New Smyrna and everything for Speed Weeks. We made eight of the nine nights, which I was real I'm kind of impressed with myself for that because you it's know, a long week. That's, that's a lot of nights. But, yes, it um, is. Then after we went to uh, New Smyrna, we uh, I think our next race uh, was uh, we went to the Rattler 250 um, in March, and then the, uh, we went to Cordell for their uh, Spring Nationals, and uh, so the Rattler and Georgia, I, they're great. Both are like really cool racetracks and everything, and uh, that was fun. And then. Uh, we went to Nashville in May for the uh, North-South Challenge, and that's where I got to meet Daryl Jr. Uh, and do awesome. an interview with him. And uh, then uh, after that, I think we kind of, you know, when whenever we're not going to, uh, like, traveling around, we're always at New Smyrna most of the time and everything. Uh, and so then we kind of had a break in between races there. And then uh, in July, we went to... Uh, Nashville for the SRX and late model race. Awesome. Uh, and we got to meet some uh, pretty cool drivers up there and, uh, and you know, go back to Nashville because Nashville's a great racetrack and everything. Lots of people, uh, like, pretty well-known drivers there. And then uh, we went to uh, Pensacola for their Blizzard Series doubleheader. And uh, after that, we went to Cordale again uh, for their summer nationals. And uh, then Daytona and... Uh, yeah, so I, that's uh, so far. That's all the tracks we've been to this year. Now, where are you planning to go the rest of the season? I know we're getting into the last couple of months of this year, but there's still a lot of racing going on. What uh, what plans do you have for the rest of the season? Yeah, it seems like fall. Oh, there's so much stuff going on, and it's hard. But uh, we uh, we're planning on. I think our next big event is either going to be. We're still working on it. I think we're going to be at the Full Throttle 100 at Citrus speedway um in september but then also bristol i believe is the same weekend and we're trying to make bristol happen um there's a slight chance because my i family that lives kind of close to that area and uh so it all depends because my grandparents may be going up there to visit them and if they do like uh after they go and visit them and everything we may try and stop at bristol but uh, if that doesn't happen, we'll be at the Full Throttle 100 at Citrus. Then after that, we go to the Blizzard race uh, for their championship in the Pro and Super Late models um, on October 2nd. Uh, then we go to the All-American 400. I think we have a race in between that. I may have to check the schedule and everything. And uh, after we go to the All-American 400, um, 
it's uh you know governor's cup and everything going on and i know uh, the clyde harder whatever is going to be before that um and then uh we go to the snowball derby and we may try and hit up the uh bill bigley memorial race um over at 417 but it's hard because it's the weekend uh, before the snowball derby so that'd be a whole lot of traveling so that that race is still undecided but that's uh what our schedule looks like for the next few months so you're gonna stay very very busy and i like that because obviously you know working at new smyrna i'm usually there every week and i like kind of you know i have you on facebook and twitter all that and i like seeing where you're at and you you bring very unique coverage because you're getting to talk to all these guys that a lot of people probably don't get to hear from very often so you do a great job covering everything it's always interesting to see where you're at so again make sure you guys follow judson he's one of our young up-and-coming media guys for racing um look him up on youtube judson's racing network that's uh j-u-d-s-o-n judson look him up there follow him he's you just heard he's going to be all over the place maybe even bristol but he'll be from citrus to new smyrna to five flags uh, even going to the All-American 400, and uh, I, I think it's amazing. It reminds me of myself when I was growing up. I'd beg my dad to take me to a different racetrack on the weekends, and that's how I'd become a fan. That's how, you know, I've been a race fan for life, and I think, um, you know, I've, I've told Judson this a 100 times. He just continues to get better. Um, his interview skills are uh, are just, they're incredible. Um, he's come such a long way from when I first met him at the racetrack, and, uh, you know, I think he's, I really hope his network takes off, but man, I think somebody's going to scoop him up and he's going to do great things in the racing world for years and years to come. So, um, Judson, I really want to thank you for taking some time here this evening to come on the show. And, um, I'm pretty sure we'll have you on maybe uh, towards the end of the year to kind of cover some stuff, but, uh, keep up the good work and, uh, keep informing us and, uh, just enjoy being at the racetrack, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I had a great time talking with you. Um, so thank you so much for bringing me on and everything. And uh, one more thing, too, you kind of gave me my start and uh, this whole thing, too, because, you know, you let me come up there and uh, sit in the uh, commentator booth uh, before I like a month before I ever started all that. And uh, so I, I got to credit you with getting me uh, started with this. So I appreciate you. Let me come on and uh, uh, talk about racing absolutely man anytime you are welcome at our track anytime if you want to come up and you know talk on the mic at the track or um you know i think the first thing i did was have you do an interview with dan webb you know if you ever want to do that kind of stuff don't be bashful man i love having you there uh, i love seeing you seeing you around the racetrack and uh, you know like i said i just want to wish you the best with everything and um, if you ever need anything feel free to reach out all right awesome well i appreciate it again man thank you Yes, sir. And again, Judson's Racing Network on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you give him a, a follow, subscribe, and uh, check out all the great content he has. All right, and we want to thank Judson for coming on the show. What a great way to wrap up this uh, Daytona edition of the Racing with Ryan podcast. And again, I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the feedback. It's been incredible. And uh, we're going to work on some things and make it even better. And uh, who knows what you're going to get on next week's show because I don't really know. We'll see what this weekend brings, and we'll bring you another great show here next weekend. So, again, thanks for listening. Thank you to Stephen Collins for coming on and 
uh, Judson O'Neill as well for taking the time to give us a call and give us uh, a, a look through uh, his experience at Daytona. So thank you all for listening again. And we'll talk to you next week.